the Lord. I will celebrate the Lord Jesus tonight. Glory to God. I want to start from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 tonight. Something I want to bring our attention to. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 1. We'll be reading from verse 1 to verse 2. I can quote it offhand, but I want us to see something very important. It's going to be a blessing to you. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to verse 2. The Bible says, let us therefore fear. Can we all read it together once to go? Let us therefore fear, lest a promise be left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Not be mixed with faith in them that heard it. You can see two categories of people here. Everybody starts out in life. The same way everybody starts the year. The same way starts with 365 days. Starts with 12 months. But at the end of the year there is usually a difference that's why apostle paul was saying here that unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them so there is always you know a differentiation at the end of every season at the end of the day there is usually a us and a them and what brings about please leave the scripture there what brings about that difference right is what people do with the word that they have received it says but the word preached did not profit them not be mixed with faith in them that heard it remember it says for unto us was the gospel preached so it means we all had the gospel but the reason why certain things did not happen in their own life is because that which they heard did not produce results simply because they did not mix that those words with faith it is not enough to hear the word it is much more important what you do with the word i hear what i'm saying tonight and we've learned that faith believes faith speaks faith moves faith acts so what's going to create that difference right at the end what will make breakthrough festival right create a lasting effect in our lives right is that why do you stop it from the back please don't stop it there's something about music and the prophetic all right so it's better if you don't start it at all it's better than to stop start it and stop it it literally cuts the flow praise the lord so let's pay attention to that everyone involved in that okay so it is much more important what you do with what you have received it is not enough to receive it is more important right well receiving right already paces you above every other person however to produce the result that is required or that god has in mind you need to do something with what you have heard the end of every encounter with god and his word is profit and to make profit simply means there is an improvement it simply means there is gains it simply means something has shifted. It simply means something has improved. And the Bible is saying to us that these things will not just happen. It will happen as a result of mixing faith, right, with what you hear. It simply means you can mix the word that you have received with something else apart from faith. Some people will mix it with skepticism. Some will mix it with doubt. 
some will mix it with suspicion why is pastor saying that there must be a reason behind it does it really work like that you already mix you see the internal dialogue you have is you mixing the word with something i hear what i'm saying when those thoughts come to your mind let me tell you this what is happening is that you're already mixing the word with something so when you begin to ask yourself questions and you say oftentimes the trick of the devil is to make you believe you are the one thinking those thoughts you are not the one thinking it. It's the devil sowing those seeds into your heart. And it gets you to the point where you own those thoughts. Believing you are the one thinking it, but you are not the one thinking it. Because the moment you see it as your own thought, you personalize it. And you begin to doubt what God has promised. That's why I love the man that brought his son to Jesus. And Jesus asked him, do you believe I'm able to do this? Do you believe? He said, please help my own belief. Because the man acknowledged that at that point, he didn't have the faith. To get his son healed. And he said, you know what? Jesus, in this place, I need your help. I pray for someone tonight. That in every area of doubt, God will help you. In the name of Jesus. Because you need to understand the way God works. God can impose on you what you are not releasing your faith for. It's not going to impose anything on you. If you are not mixing the word with faith, it's not going to impose it. So it is our responsibility to ensure we receive the word right in faith. In faith, I strongly believe in the last couple of days, in the last nine days, faith has been birthed in our hearts. Something has been stirred up in our spirit. You need to ensure that you don't leave that faith zone. Because there is something that happens, you see, when you are in a specific atmosphere. And the moment you leave that atmosphere, your responsibility is to ensure you take that atmosphere with you. You recreate that atmosphere in your space. And that's why it's always encouraged you hear God's word again and again. What you have heard, right, corporately, you now hear it personally. When you do that, what you're simply doing is you are recreating the atmosphere you have been a part of. That's what the Bible says. Apostle Paul also writes into one of his prodigies. He says, he said, do not let the things that you have received, don't let them slip out of your hands. Jesus was speaking to John the beloved. He said, hold fast your crown. So that no man will take. He said, hold that fast what is yours. He said, so that no one will take your crown. Whatever you don't hold on to, you will eventually lose. That's why there are some of us, you'll be honest with yourself. There were things you were convinced about years ago. But right now, maybe except the spirit of God, you know, has given you the opportunity to hear some of those things again. There were things you were grounded in. There were things you were practicing. There were things that was a lifestyle. But at a point in your life, you slipped out of those things. You stop practicing those things. You stop doing those things. My encouragement and my chat to us tonight, even as we go deeper in our discourse on breakthrough pillars, is to ensure that we don't let this thing slip out of our hands. I hear what I'm saying tonight. We've spoken about the breakthrough pillar of vision. Spoken about the breakthrough pillar of supplication. We've spoken about the breakthrough pillar of sacrifice. We've spoken about the breakthrough pillar of faith, of power, of praise, of precision. Of knowledge. Of kingdom prioritization. 
And we emphasize the fact that the hallmarks of kingdom prioritization. I didn't finish that um, two, three days ago when I mentioned it. You know, so I said I was going to pick it up from there. So I want to start from there tonight. What are the hallmarks of kingdom prioritization? Remember Jesus said in Matthew 6 and verse 33. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing will be added unto you. And the other translation I read to us. He said, put, he said do God's work first. Do God's work first. Do God's work before you do your own work. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You see, it looks like a failure formula. Ah, he said, I should be doing my own first. I should be doing God's work first. No. When I do my own, I will not ask God to bless it. <laughs> Just ask Peter. Peter tried that formula. It never works. It never works. He had told all night, trying to break through. But the Bible says he caught nothing. Until Jesus stepped into his boat. I said, give me your boats. Let me use it as a platform to reach out to the lost. And he willingly let go of it. And while he was listening, God was working. What he was trying to get through struggle, when he sat down like Mary to hear the word, things were working on his behalf. Working in his favor. And that's why I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. Others may have been looking at you. In the last nine days, thinking you are wasting your time. In the beginning of the year, when you are supposed to hit the ground running. As far as they are concerned, you have not hit the ground running. You are looking at you and saying you are wasting your time. This is not the time to be going to church every day. I pray for you that while you are sitting, at the end of this breakthrough festival, you will see God at work. In the name of Jesus. You will see him at work in your family. You will see him at work in your business. You will see him at work in your finances. The things you have been trying to get, even in the year 2023 that you did not get. At the end of this Breakthrough Festival, for someone it will even be before the end of Breakthrough Festival. Those things will come to you easily. It will come to you quickly. I decree and declare, whatever may have been hanging, let it be released. In the name of Jesus. Let the things you have been running after, let it begin to come after you. For the Bible says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. I decree and I declare that everything good that your destiny requires, let it begin to gravitate towards you. In the name of Jesus. No more struggle. No more hustling. No more stress. In the name of Jesus. If you believe it, say a very big amen. Somebody say everything is working for me. God is at work for me. So the breakthrough pillar of kingdom prioritization very critical. You must prioritize God in your work. Prioritize him in your time. Prioritize him in your resource allocation. I hear what I'm saying. Prioritize him in your income expenditure. Prioritize him in the deployment of your giftings. Prioritize him in your responsibilities in the marketplace. Don't give God the leftovers of your energy, your strength. You can't be part of a local assembly. I hear what I'm saying tonight. And you are gifted in something and your church is lacking in it. You see, you will always notice error in your area of expertise and gifts. Haven't you noticed? For instance, if you come to church and you are someone that knows how to sing well. If someone is singing off key, you will spot it immediately. Ah, why is that lady just... In fact, the person's key is not on the keyboard. <laughs> But you can get to the point where all you are doing is to be criticizing. You have become a referee in a match you are supposed to be playing in. You are so good at 
organization so you easily notice disorder and instead of you know serving God without gifting that you did not give yourself he gave it to you you rather criticize don't let that be you this year in fact don't just let that be you this year don't let that be you for the rest of your life are you hearing what I'm saying So we said the hallmarks of kingdom prioritization. Number one is making the word of God final authority. Number two is soul winning. Hmm. I want to say something here and I want everybody to listen. Because this year we're going to do this as often as we can. Going on the streets and talking to strangers to give their life to Christ is not old fashioned. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because hmm, there is a delusion of comfort that the moment you get to a point in life where you have the basic things your basic needs are met you have a good car you know you live in a good part of the city you live in an estate you notice that your human interaction will reduce so you are only relating with the people that are in your circle of influence you can get to a point where you even think you know we, we don't need to talk to people one on one anymore to win souls we can win souls through mass media <laughs> really Jesus died through mass media. There is a place of reaching out to the lost. And you see, the reason why I strongly believe a lot of people are not able to talk to people, to strangers, is because of number one, pride. Number two, low self-esteem. Pride in the sense that some people feel bad when they reach out to someone and they don't give their life to Christ. They behave like Noah. Uh, sorry, like Jonah. When God sent him to Nineveh and he thought that nobody was going to respond to the gospel. And eventually everybody gave their lives and responded to God. And he said, you say, God, this is why I did not want to come in the first place. You said you were going to destroy them. Now you've made me look like a fake prophet. Now you are not destroying the city anymore. For some other people, it's low self-esteem. They feel if I reach out to someone, if I preach to someone and they don't receive Christ, it's a dent on their personality and reputation. Let me tell you this. There is nothing you say in the name of Christ that is a waste. You have sown a seed. Someone else will come to water it. But that seed has been sown. That seed has been sown. Someone somewhere reached out to your own parents or your parents' parents. And that's why you are saved. That's why in church or somebody reached out to you, that's why you are saved today. When are you going to do that for someone else? Remember, do God's work first. Do God's work first. You can't live through 365 days and you never tell anybody about your God. How do you even live with yourself? It must be that you don't really believe that that God saves. Because if you truly believe, imagine the way the world is plagued with cancer right now. And medical science has not found the solution to it. Now imagine one day, somebody now discovers, or maybe you have a relative or someone, you know, maybe two people have died of cancer. And the third person is going through, and you have the solution. So one day you open your wardrobe, you look at the solution, the cure, and you admire it. And you are about to lock the wardrobe. A relative just stood behind and said, What is that? He said, No, no, don't tell anybody, don't tell anybody. How would they describe you? You are a wicked person. Let me tell you this Jesus is the solution to all the problems of mankind. If you know he's the solution, why are you keeping it to yourself? Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't be in that boat, that ship, whereby 
even when you don't, you've not mastered how to talk to people one on one, it's even a difficult thing to invite them to the church where they can hear God's word. At least start from there. I hear what I'm saying. Of course, you know, if they come to this church, they will, hear, they will have an opportunity to give their life to Christ. That's why I don't feel bad because I'm not the one that saves. If I make altar call and nobody gives their life, nothing changed. I've done my own part. And let me tell you this, some people, you will think they've not given their Some are just too shy to raise their hand. They've made that commitment. When they get home, God will start a work in their life. Because it's not about you. It's about you playing your own part. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Another hallmark of kingdom prioritization is mission-mindedness. 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 John chapter 10 and verse 16. John chapter 10 and verse 16. John chapter 10 and verse 16. Now we're going to have it. Alright. I want us to read it together. One to go. Another sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and they shall be one fold and one shepherd. Did you see that? Jesus is saying, other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. Mission-mindedness. Mission-mindedness. You see, it's very important that we realize that as a church, our goal as a church, as, you know, we grow bigger numbers and finances and whatever, the goal is not to become more comfortable and to make our auditorium more beautiful. I hear what I'm saying. It's to be mission-minded. It's to go out. Because Jesus said, there are other sheep that I have that are not of this fold. One of the things that the Spirit of God, you know, has told us even to do this year is to be mission-minded. And like I said, I think it was a crossover service that I said it. I don't know if it was a crossover or during the spiritual festival. That in this year, we're going to have brothers and sisters that are not of this location. That's what it means. It means we're not going to be limited to this place. We already have people all over the world, right? But as God allows us, the gateway church is going to begin to spread. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And some of you will be the ones going. Aha, the clap has stopped. Mission-mindedness. The reason why I'm here today is mission-mindedness. I did not grow up in Lagos. I didn't grow up in Lagos. Neither did I school in Lagos. It's the gateway vision that brought me to Lagos. That's mission-mindedness. If I mention now, you know that some of you will be sending you to the UK. Say, yes! Hallelujah! <laughs> Glory, <laughs> you see. <laughs> but I say some of you will be sending you to Kano. Say, eh, pastor. You'll be like the rich young ruler. Um, <laughs> let me go and talk to my parents. You talk to your parents about other things. Mission-mindedness. Mission-mindedness. Some will go. Some will support it. I hear what I'm saying. One of the things we're going to do, you know, we've not done that yet, but one of the things the Spirit of God impressed upon my adoring, you know, prayers in this past couple of days is that as a church, we should have a missions account. We don't have that yet. Missions account. That's what the account is going to be dedicated for. As the Spirit of God instructs us, that account will be strictly for missions. 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 You know, when the Spirit of God began to say that to me, I remember, I think it was August, when mom came to our house as spiritual mom. You know, it was that the Holy Spirit just brought it back to my mind. And she mentioned 
you know, something, I don't want to give too much details. And she mentioned something. So when the Spirit of God gave me that instruction, I had even forgotten. So it was today, I was even praying earlier in the day. And I just remembered, you know, that there was a place I wrote it after she said it so that I won't forget. And I snapped it, you know, later I wiped it off, you know. Because things like that, if you incubate it first in your spirit. So I was almost forgetting. I just said, what are those three places she mentioned? So I went to check it again. I said, oh, fantastic. Because I know mom operates, you know, tomorrow is going to, you know, well, the spirit of God is going to flow. But I pray that she operates tomorrow in the fullness of her prophetic. Before first lady ever met me, over maybe five, eight years, Pastor Malcolm already told her, you will marry a pastor and he will like books. How do you see that? I remember one day I sat her down. I said, mom, how do you always see this? Tell me, me too, I want to be saying like that. <laughs> she said, okay, you too, how do you teach the way you teach? Uh, he said the same way comes teaching comes to you by grace and anointing. That's the same way. She can't finish it in pounded yam now. And you will think she's still playing. And she'll just be saying things. Is the person she's talking to that will now be crying. You now be wondering, why is this person crying? So everything you are saying is true. I, said, I, I thought we were still just There are graces and there are graces. So don't take tomorrow lightly. And don't take Sunday lightly. Praise the Lord. So mission mindedness mission mindedness another hallmark of kingdom prioritization is kingdom partnership not sponsorship but partnership why did I say partnership because every one of us no matter how well resourced you are we are too small to sponsor God if somebody hear what I'm saying there is no single human being even if your name your son ends with mosque ah, that can finance and sponsor the gospel no matter who you are because what God intends is that every part of the body should play their own part. I hear what I'm saying. Nobody's supposed to be a financial pillar of the kingdom. Not one single person. And that's why God told them in Agai chapter 1. I think we should see that scripture. Agai chapter 1 verse 2 and verse 11. Agai chapter 1 verse 2 and verse 11. Agai chapter 1 verse 2 and verse 11. God was talking to the people of those days about prioritizing his kingdom, his house. Can we read together? <clears throat> Let's have it in the New King James Version. Because it's quite a read. If it's a long read now, just switch to New King James. It'll be easier to read. <laughs> Praise God. Want to go? Just speaks the Lord of all saying. These people say, the time has not come. The time that the Lord's house should be built keep going very fast please then the word of the Lord came by a guy the prophet saying is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple lied in ruins now therefore thus says the Lord of hosts consider your ways I think I better read from here because of time consider your ways they said you have sown much and bringing little you eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe, but there is none that is warm. And he that earns wages, earns it to put it in a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood. And do what? Build the temple. King James says, build this house. It says that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. He said, you look for much, and it came to little. You brought it home. I did blow upon it. Why? Says the Lord of hosts. Because of my house that is in waste. 
and you run every man to his own house. Therefore, the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from our fruit. And I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which the ground brings forth. And upon men, and upon cattle, and upon the labor of the hands. Did you see that? So God is saying sometimes when things don't work, it's not the devil, I'm the one. I'm the one. He said, especially when you don't have the right attitude towards my house. When you think what happens in my house is not necessary. Hmm. I remember I had this from a man of God many, many, many years ago. You know, he said the first time, you know, when it was not yet mainstream. Um, they were going to put AC in their church. I'm talking about, this was 1999. You know. He said, one of the businessmen in the church walked up to him and said, Pastor, why, why, why are we wasting that kind of money? You know. You don't need to buy AC in church. He said, he asked him a simple question. In your office, is there AC? He said, yes. He said, so he told him, so your office is more important than the church. You know, some people see certain things when you do it in church as waste. It's the mindset of Judas. It's Judas syndrome. Why all these waste? The money should have been given to the poor. And the Bible says it's not because he cared for the poor. It's so that he can steal more money. And you know one thing I've come to realize? The people who give the money, they don't think like that. It's the people that don't give it, they always say, why, why, why this waste? Why this waste? Kingdom prioritization. See, I wish we could get this. There are so many things. See, when I understood this years ago, my stress reduced. There are some things that until you understand kingdom prioritization, you keep struggling for. And it's just a principle. As long as you don't seek him first, instead of having things that dead to you, you'll be the one running after it. You will still get it, but there will be stress. You know, there's a way you can be doing well and we can see the stress on you. Ah, you have worked. And there's a way you can see some people and say, ah, what is this person doing? You don't look like your results. You don't look like it. See, I may not know everything, but I understand some things. I know some things. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I know some things. Oh, I know some things. I know some things. And as much as possible, I try to stay off things that I don't know, that I've not practiced. Because the Bible talks about the things that Jesus, you know, the things that he did and he started teaching. Not teach and do. But the things that he did, the things he had proven, and now he began to teach. Friends, let the kingdom of God be priority to you this year. The thing I want to focus on for tonight is the breakthrough pillar of strategic alliances. Oh, this will bless you. This one thing too, I know. And I want you to listen very carefully in the next few minutes I have left. The breakthrough pillar of strategic alliances. You only break through to the extent to which you have the right people in your life. Everything God wants to do on the earth, I've told us several times that he does it through who? Through men. Through men. Through men. And so if God is going to do what he wants to do through men in your life, you better know how to relate with men. Don't only be a prayer warrior. Be someone that knows how to manage relationships, especially strategic alliances. And you will understand why I call it strategic alliances in some moments. I want to show us a scripture that 
If this scripture does not change your life, you need special laying on of hands. Judges chapter 18. We'll read verse 7 to verse 9. And because of our time, we'll skip to verse 26. But if you get home, read the whole context. Judges chapter 18, we'll read verse 7 to 9. Then we'll jump to verse 26 and read to verse 28. And I want every one of us to read it together. Are we ready? Clear your throats, please. Are you sure you're ready? Let's go. Then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people that were daring. How they did what? How they dwelt careless. What does that mean? After the manner of the Zidonians, quiet and secure, and there was no magistrate in the land that might put them to shame in anything. And they were what? Far from the Zidonians. And they did what? Had no business with any man. Before we go to verse 26, listen. God said that these people, they were careless. What was their carelessness? They had business with no man. Many of us are careless with our destiny. See, all this idea of, me, I'm just, just, I'm just a quiet type. Quiet type. You are not the quiet type. You are the careless type. Let me tell you this. Ask my wife, I'm a very quiet person. But when it comes to relationships, <laughs> I'll do anything for strategic alliances. The Bible is not saying that these people had, had no business with anybody because that's their culture, that's the way they are. It said these people, they dwelt careless. Careless. Let's go to verse 26, please. Verse 26. Verse 26. Okay, we're still, okay, we've not, okay. It says, and they came unto their brethren, to Zora and Eshtol, and their brethren said unto them, what say you? Go, go to verse 26, please. And the children of Dan, can we read together? Went their way. And when Micah saw that they were too strong for him, he turned and went back unto his house. And they took the things which, which Micah had made. And the priests, what's happening? Who is on that thing, please? The delays. I don't know if something can be, I don't know if it's a system or something, but whatever it is, please, let's get it done. He says, and they took the things which Micah had made, and the priest which he had, and came unto Laish, unto a people that were, you see, he kept saying the people that were quiet and secure. And what happened? They smote them with the hedge of the sword, and burnt the city with fire. And there was what? No deliverer. Why? Because it was far from Zidon, and they had no business with any man. And it was in the valley that lieth by Bethrehope, Hope. And they built a city and dwelt therein. Why were they destroyed? Because they were far from everybody. The question is, do you have anybody close to you? You know the problem with many people? They've been hurt by people. Yes, it is normal for you to be hurt. But if you say that, I don't want to be hurt, I don't want to be hurt, I keep to myself, you are going to have more problems than if you have people. The Bible says that the city was burnt with fire. Everybody slaughtered. Why? Because there was no deliverer. Why, why was there no deliverer? Because it was far. It was far from the closest place where people lived. He says and they had no business with anyone. No alliance. No ally whatsoever. They were just living by themselves. Easy, cozy, you know, quiet and secure. We are fine all by ourselves. In this year 2024, you can't afford to be by yourself. 
when Jesus came to the earth, he was God in human flesh. He could have done everything he needed to do alone. Yet, he had 12 disciples and he had 70 disciples and 120 disciples. The Bible didn't talk much about those other disciples. But on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says there were 120 of them in the upper room. Your success in life and destiny is largely dependent on the quality of relationships you have in your life. People that are alone hardly do well. Go and check it. Go and check it. People that are always by themselves, they suffer alone. They die in silence. They just struggle through life. Even if they are achieving a measure of success, it's going to be a very tiny fraction of what they should have achieved. Of what they should have achieved. And let me tell you this. This was my life. At a certain season in my in, in you know in my existence, that was me. I had nothing with anybody, always quiet, you know. My life was triangular. Lecture, home, shush. Lecture, home, shush. That's the way some of us are. Walk, home. Shush. Even shush is not complete. Because it's as, it's as the spirit leads. The spirit does not lead you to where the spirit is. Isn't it amazing? I still find this strange. How people come to church. Because one of the things church does, right, is to give you the opportunity to cultivate strategic alliances. People come to church and they are still forming. I'm not saying be friends with everybody, but that you don't see one, two, three, four people. In a church like this that you can relate with, nothing is wrong with the church. You are the one something is wrong with. And may you not wake up too late to realize what you are missing in destiny. Oh, he's a serious prayer. I said, may you not wake up too late to realize what you are missing in destiny. Do you know what human beings are described as? When we are when our race is not referred to as human beings, we are referred to as what? Mankind. It means your kind is some way. Your kind is always around you. But you say, you know, nobody understands me. You know, everybody. No, 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 no. Something is terribly long somewhere. You are living a careless life. A careless life. A careless life. Certain things will not go. Because if God wants to get something across to you and you don't relate with the people he's supposed to use to get something across to you, how will you get it? How will you get it? Even Jesus, the Bible tells us, ah, it was not every time he got resources through miracles. It wasn't every time that the resources came from the mouth of fish. Luke chapter 8 and verse 3. The Bible spoke about certain women. Uh, influential women. House of Chusa, um, um, Susanna and all those people. He said, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Erosti, what? And Susanna and many others. Which ministered unto him of their substance. If you read another translation. These were people that partnered with him. If Jesus had a bad attitude. You know some people, the more spiritual they are, the more stupid they become. In the name of spirituality. They can't talk to everybody now. Because they have prayed, they've done recalibrate marathon two of hours. I want to talk to them. Pressure. They are too spiritual to greet. They are greeting them. They are just looking at you. They are sin sniffers. You know, there are some people like that. Sinners present. Ah, Elisha. They, they always see the sin in everybody's life. Nobody is good enough to be related with. It's a careless way of living. Careless. I'm telling you. 
There's a lot I want to say under this. I hope I have the time tonight. If I don't, I'm not a visiting minister. We'll continue after breakthrough festival. See, one of the ways you know that the blessing of God is beginning to have effect in your life is that people will begin to come into your life. See, when people say anointing, see, anointing is not something spooky. First Samuel chapter 10, the Bible says, after Saul anointed, Samuel anointed Saul, he told him, this is how you will know that of the truth you have been anointed. He said, people will begin to come into your life. And then Samuel took a flax of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. Is it not because the Lord has anointed you, command over his inheritance, keep going if you can go fast. When you have departed from me today, you will find what? Did he say two angels? Two men. If you keep reading further down, the first set of people he said, they will tell you what you are looking for has been found. So you don't need to trouble yourself again. He said, as you are going, you will get to another location. You will meet another set of people. He said, they will give you gifts and you will receive it. This is not the time to say, I sir. This is time to receive it. He told him specifically, he said, and you will receive it from them. He said, as you go on further down, you will come into the company of prophets and you will be changed into another man. That started happening when the anointing came on his head. He didn't say now that you are anointed, you know, you will be levitating in the sky. Your leg will not touch the ground anymore. No. The proof of the anointing is you, be, you become magnetic. For quality relationships, for strategic alliances. You come to an awareness of relationships that have been around you. That you have been oblivious to. You begin to see their value. You begin to see their quality. That's how God works in your life. Proverbs 13 and verse 20. The Bible says, he that works with the wise. Will what? Will be wise. It says, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. He didn't say fools will be destroyed. He said a companion. As long as you are a companion of fools, destruction is your portion. That's what he's saying. So he says, if you walk with the wise, what will happen? You also become wise. If you walk with the rich, if you walk with the smart, you become smarter. If you walk with people whose marriages are working, what will happen? A marriage will work. If you walk with people whose businesses are working, what will happen? A business will work. If you walk with people who are growing spiritually, what will happen? You grow spiritually. It's a law. It's a law. It says that if you hang around people that are the inverse, guess what? We know the destination is destruction. Genesis 13 and verse 5 to 6. The Bible says, and Lot. Oh, we need to see that, please. Genesis 13, verse 5 to 6. Let's read out loud together. One to go. Lot also, who went with Abraham, did what? Add flocks and herds and tents. Verse 6. Now the land was not able to support what? Support Abraham because he went with Abraham. What happened to Abraham? Happened to him. See, if you don't know where you are going in life, follow the person that knows where you are going. It's a cheat code. It's a cheat code. It's one of the things Pastor spoke about yesterday. Mentorship. Let me tell you this: mentorship is a cheat code. It's a cheat code. You don't need to know where you are going. Just follow the person that knows where they are going. Eventually, because he who follows those who know they are going. We eventually know where they are also going. You can't be confused and everybody around you is confused. You can't be struggling in an area and everybody around you is struggling in that area. And you expect to break through in that area. It will never happen. Because when you even pray to God to help you break through in that area. How will he help you? It will help you break through. Is that it will start removing people from your life. And substituting those people with other people. God answers your prayers by positioning the right people in your life. 
That's how he answers your prayers. He answers your prayers that way. By you coming to an awesome. When you study scriptures, everyone whose destiny and God's promise over their life were fulfilled. It happened because certain people came into their life after God made a promise to them. Joseph had a dream he was going to become a world class leader. What happened? How did he get there? How did he get to become a prime minister? He met a butler. A butler mentioned him to Pharaoh years down the line. If he had not met the butler, he would have died in that prison. Imagine if Joseph in the prison was like, oh, you, you're, you're the, if you know the vision I have, you visionless people. That's where some people carry themselves. There's this pride. This pride of, you know, do, do you know Greek? Do you know the Latin of John 3.16? With all your Latin and your Greek, what have you produced? See, the, the, the Greek word for that is kataheko. Congratulations. Congratulations. And your life is not revealing, is not reflecting what you know. You know, there are some people that know so much, but when you see their life, you'll be wondering, ah, why is there so much dichotomy? Go and check it. Most times they know so much, but they are relating with no one. That's why a lot of people that are intelligent don't do well in life. Because your intelligence, see, the school system, especially for people that were smart in school, go and check it. That's why people that were smart on campus don't necessarily produce results, massive results in life. You know why? For you to do well on campus, you must be reading by yourself. They tell you you can't ask questions in exam hall. You sit down by yourself. Everything is by yourself. But what it takes to succeed in real life, you don't do it by yourself. Go and check it. Every major company, they always have co-founders, co-founders, co-founders. You look at Apple. What Apple has become today is not just because of Steve Jobs. It was because at a point in history of Apple history, he brought in a Tim Cook. When you look at Microsoft, Bill Gates is a co-founder. It was his vision, yes. But he brought in men like, I don't know, is this Steve Wozniak or something like that? That guy, I can't remember his name. Brought in some people on board. Warren Buffett being the most, you know, successful investor of modern human history. It's not just because of Warren Buffett. It's because he also had somebody he partnered with called Charlie Munger. Go and read it. Read history. You study the Bible. Lot became who he became because he related with Abraham. And Lot that went with Abraham also had. So everything Abraham had, he had. Who looks like your future? The question is, are you paying the price to be around them? Because if you're going to break through into certain spaces, you must find out the people living in your reality. Your dream must be their own reality. <laughs> oh, I'm looking for a lot of things to skip because of my time. This is one of the things I know so well. <laughs> Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 16. If you can read it very quickly. Luke chapter 15, verse 11 to 16. The prodigal son, one of his problems, ah. Huh? was it disconnected from the right relationship in his life and when everything was going to get back on track ah he knew where the problem was and he reconnected the bible says and he said a certain man had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of goods that falls to me and he divided unto them is leaving and not many days after the younger son gathered all together and who took his journey into a far country did you see that You've collected your inheritance. Why must you go to a far country? 
Because he wanted to disconnect from the father. Forgetting that the source is a sustainer. See, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. When God uses a relationship to lift you, be careful how you treat that relationship. Be careful. Somebody hear what I'm saying? Don't be a ladder climber. It's a problem of this generation. People want to use people, climb, use them as ladders. When you get to the top, now come to kick away the ladder. They've forgotten their husband the ladder. As you kick the ladder, the ladder falls. Where are you also going? So let me tell you something. What you have gotten through certain relationships may not even leave you. Do you understand? I remember growing up, there are people <laughs> had of, thank God I never had those kind of experiences. They said that when someone wants to leave church, they will curse the person. Why? I don't understand. Did they write a letter of entry before they came before? But one thing I've come to realize is this. If a place is your place and you live the wrong way, even if those things don't leave you, most times, that's the most you will ever be. More will not come. Because God was supposed to use that relationship to bring more into your life. But you feel I've seen it all. And so God stops it. Because everything God will do, He will do it through a flow of human relationships. I was having a conversation with, you know, a senior minister. And he said something. I said, wow, you are very correct, sir. Something happened, I think, like three, four years ago. I didn't even know, you know, because there's so many things I do. Anything that doesn't have to do with my work or the people God has sent me to, I don't bother. I'm that focused with my life. So I had a couple of people, you know, who a man of God had raised in this country, in the music, you know, industry. They all left their mass. Why? Because he corrected them. I said, you can't be going around churches and be collecting money. Is it that you are a minister huh? or you are a merchant? Because all the while, he thought they were just a blessing to the body of Christ. So he later found out that and they, what they were charging. I said, what? So he said, they should all come back to choir. And they said, they can't come back. So, many of them, if you notice, they are still singing. But their song that hits was the last song they sang when they were under that man. To him that has understanding. You understand what I'm saying? They are still singing. But the song cannot have the reach it had by the grace that produced it in the first place. God can't use a relationship to lift you, to project you. You now think, no, I'm, I'm all that now. I don't need this relationship anymore. God is not stupid. It's a law. Friends, pay attention to these things. When God wants to lift you, he will bring someone into your life. When the devil wants to destroy you, he will bring someone into your life. Was it the devil that came to attack something? No, he used someone. A fine chick. Babe. I'm sure she's got everything. Delilah. Because if she was not that pretty, something must have woken up to his senses. Because somebody asked, what is the source of your strength? Like I told us a couple of days ago. It must have been that. It couldn't have been that Samson looked so muscular. If he looked that way, if Delilah wouldn't have asked him, what's the source of your strength? It simply means by everything he was doing, it didn't look like someone that could be doing what he was doing. So he needed to find out the source. But the devil sent that woman. Say, you, you will come down. When the devil wants to bring you down, someone he will also send. May God open your eyes to see everyone the devil has planted in your life. Oh, <laughs> you need to say that amen very well. May God open your eyes to recognize the people he, the devil has planted in your life. In the name of Jesus. 
Because the devil also plants people. The same way God plants people, the devil plants people. So you know what happened to the prodigal son? The Bible says, after he has spent everything, in that passage of scripture, I don't want us to go back to it because of time, because I want to show us, tell us some things about the several relationships you must build. And how to manage strategic alliances. The Bible says, after he had finished everything, he went to join himself to a certain citizen of that country. Read it, it's there. A certain citizen. You know what a certain citizen said? A certain citizen now sent him to where pigs were. And when you do that to a Jew, it's as good as killing him. You know why? Jews believe so much in the difference between clean and unclean animals. They don't even... (laughs) It's not bad that the guys... The Bible says that it got to a point... It's not that he was only living where pigs were. He now wanted to eat what they were eating. It was then it dawned on him that a relationship is missing in my life. The Bible says, and he came to himself and said, How many hired servants are in my father's house? And they are not hungry. He said, I will go back. I will go to my father's house. I will say, I've sinned against God and to you and against you. Receive me as one of your servants. And when he went back, the father didn't receive him as a servant. The father received him as a son. Received him as a son. Oh, are you getting something out of this tonight? Every relationship in your life is either lifting you up or weighing you down. Every relationship in your life is either moving you forward or holding you back. Every relationship in your life is either hurting you or helping you, but it has no neutral effect. It has no neutral effect. Hmm. I did an exercise years ago. I came across this, you know, I went for a course, you know, and this was mentioned. And I also read a book. And I saw the same thing there. So I took it seriously. The first time I heard about it, I didn't take it seriously. You know, until I did the exercise. The exercise was to write down the five names of the people you spend time with the most. Whether on phone, whether in a chat, right? It could be your family members, it could be your spouse, it could be, you know. But it's better to do it outside of your immediate family. The five people you spend time with the most. I mean, virtually or in person. So after you have done that, look at it. And I would encourage someone you get home tonight, do the exercise if you've not done it before. Or if you've done it before, do it again. Especially if you have been careless with your life, with your relationships. Because there are three types of alliances. There's toxic alliance, there's accidental alliances, and there's strategic alliance. Many of us, all the relationships in our lives are accidental. You cannot really see how people came into your life. You just know that, ah, this person, we are close. You cannot trace how they got into your life and why they are that close to you. You can't trace it. That's accidental. And when you are in an accidental relationship, what will happen? Accidents, no. Praise the Lord. So after you have written the five minutes, say, look at it. What you are looking at is your destiny. The first time I did that exercise, I didn't like that destiny. Say, eh, your destiny will it? Say, no, this can't be my destiny. Say, how do you change your future? Change the names. Change the names. Change the names. Change the names. And let me tell you this. I did this over 10 years ago. And let me tell you this. It works. The moment you strike out a name or you strike out the names, your life, the trajectory literally changes. It is better to be alone, even though it is not good to be alone, than to be with the wrong people. 
not to be with the wrong people. One of the prayers we are going to pray tonight is that God should bring the right people into our lives in this year 2024. Oh, because it's very critical. I can trace specific things that happened in my life to relationships. First lady mentioned the one yesterday. One of our mentors. And we saw this place. Unfold. We had not even seen this place. We moved here the date he said. <laughs> We're just telling himself, so what's happening in the mission? I said, sir, this is what happened. We've seen the place, the warehouse. He said, mm, what do you think? Like moving in on March. I think March 6. <laughs> Look at first lady. Like, what's this man? It's like March 6. How does that sound in your spirit? I said, it sounds right, sir. You have not paid. Say it sounds right. It sounds right. <laughs> because I know how it works. You know the reason why poverty is still hanging around you? There are too many poor people around you. I'm telling you. There are too many poor people around you. See, I remember there was a time I sat a young... See, what I'm teaching tonight, there are some things I can't get into. I'm telling you. There are some things I can't say. If there is one area I know God has helped me to master, is this area. A while back, I sat a young man there and I was having some deep conversations with him about this area. To my peril. I didn't know he had not graduated and matured to the point where I was telling him some things. Of course, the thing didn't turn out well. He took it the other way. And from that day, I vowed there are certain things that we not say until people qualify for it. But the things that can help you at your level, I will say it. I will say it. And the Spirit of God will multiply it in your heart. Let me tell you this. You are not going anywhere until you change some people in your life. I'm telling you. See, you can pray 40 days. For... <laughs> Moses was in the presence of God for 40 days and 40 nights. He saw God. Who didn't allow him to enter promised land? People. The same people he was trying to help. They got him angry to the point that God said, touch the rock. He was so angry, he smote the rock. Not knowing that he was smiting Christ in prophecy. Because Christ is the rock. And you can't smite Christ twice. Because he must only be crucified once. And everything that happened in the Old Testament is supposed to be a type and shadow of the New Testament. He struck it and said, God said, no, 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 no. The people. The people that God already said that he wanted to destroy and start a new generation. He was the one that said, ah, God, people will think you can't bring them into the promised land. Those same people were the ones that didn't let him enter the promised land. And eventually, those same people didn't enter the promised land. Because they were not destined to enter. He should have not let them enter and he would have made it. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm going off my notes, but I'm very passionate about this area. There is no one that I've coached in this area whose life has remained the same. I'm telling you. And that's what I'm trying to do tonight. I'm not trying to, you know, do more of a teacher. I'm trying to speak as a father. I'm trying to speak as a pastor to the people God has sent me to. If you are not changing anything in your life this year, change your relationships. If you don't like your results, ah, huh? change your relationships. Be more strategic about it. So let me tell you this. Let me, hmm. let me go into that area. Praise the Lord. In five years time, you will look like the people that are in your life today. Trust me. Let me make it very practical. And five years from now, if you don't do anything about it, or if you do something, you will remember these words. Up. Uh, Study the life of the people in your life so much uh, to the extent to which the research has proven that find out the kind of house they live in, the kind of place they live in, environment, 
in the next five to ten years, that's the kind of environment we also be living in. You hear what I'm saying? How come I'm not speaking over it? Think about their income. Make it average. In the next five years, that will be your average income. You know why? One of the things strategic alliances does is that it exposes you to possibilities. Whatever is not yet... <laughs> oh dear. Whatever does not yet look possible to you, God can't force it on you. Before God does something in your life, he will first advertise it to you. That was what he did for David. That was what he did for Joseph. Please understand that Potiphar was not just an ordinary man. Potiphar was one of the top guys in the cabinet of the Pharaoh. So Joseph, you are going to go into that space even though you are sold into slavery. It's not just any citizen in Egypt that will buy you. It has to be somebody that understands how the palace works. David, you are going to be king. It doesn't matter how you get into the palace, but see how things are done in the palace. Your future must be advertised to you first before you can enter into it. Remember, the foundation is the breakthrough pillar of vision. And one of the greatest advertisements is when you see people... You see, there are some things that look so impossible until you see it happen for someone. The moment you see it happen for one person, two persons, three persons, even though it looks very difficult, all of a sudden it's looking possible. It's looking possible. You see, you hear that Mr. Chakachuku made five billion now. Doesn't affect you. But if you hear... Sister Hope, sitting beside Sister Rhoda. You just said that Sister Hope just made five billion yesterday. Something will change you, won't it? Eh? Sister Hope. But when you heard Mr. Chuku, Chaka Chuku, made five billion, nothing happened. Why? Because you don't have a relationship. The moment something happens to someone close to you, it changes something on the inside of you. The problem with many people is what changes is it brings out envy. Not knowing that God is advertising their possibilities. Because it can't bring you into it if it has not become real to you. That's why I'm always excited when things are happening for my friends. I'm always like, wow, awesome. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. It's becoming real. So when things happen for my friends, <laughs> my wife is already, it's, it's already a culture. We are, going to, we are coming to spend the weekend. It's a weekend of inquiry. <laughs> so what happened? How did you do this? Hey, how did you not get it? <laughs> this question. When I live, I live with greater light. I may not need that information now, but the day I need it, I will remember how they did it. I remember how they did it. But many, many beef. When things are, oh, we don't know what they are doing. Hmm. No, Let me tell you this. It's not every lady that is doing well in business or in career that is sleeping with the boss. The reason why you are not yet doing well is because you think all of them are sleeping with the boss and you have not bothered to ask. Seven relationships you must build. Number one is relationship with an intercessor. Hmm. Many of us are mothers, our parents are the intercessors in our life, especially our mothers. Take that relationship seriously. You know why? Peter was supposed to be as ordained by Jesus, the first pastor of his church. But that was never going to become a reality. If some people didn't pray for Peter. Because the Bible says that Herod took James and killed him. And he saw that he pleased the people. And immediately he went after Peter. 
And the Bible says now, the church began to start doing something they were not doing before. What did they start doing? They started praying for Peter. They didn't pray for James. That's why even Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane, what did he ask from the disciples? He said, can't you watch with me for one hour? Can't you pray with me? Apostle Paul said, pray for us that the word of God will have a free course. Even amongst other people, as it was with you. You need people that will hold you up in prayer, no matter who you are. You need to see, there's a man in this country from a very reliable source. I've heard it from two people, so I know it's not a lie. Who has 1,000 alphas on his employment. The only thing they do is to pray every day. For the business, not for him, for the business. Just let your imagination run wild. You know who it is. Another person said there was a day very early he went on VI, you know, and he saw a lot of people on white, like 4 a.m. praying, making the chants. And he saw that man in the midst of them. So, oh, even the people of the world, they understand these things. You, you are not praying. You don't have anybody praying for you. When you are even praying, you sleep off. Even Jesus said, pray for me. First relationship is with an intercessor. Because whatever you don't come against in prayer will come again. Hear what I said though. Whatever you don't come against will come again. And the purpose of intercession is interception. There are some people in your life that they will be able to intercept certain things before it happens. So just say, ah! Okay. Next week, don't do this, don't do that, don't do And you have trusted them so much, you know that it's not that they are trying to control your life. You know some people take it to the extreme. They now become the only ghost in your life. So now you have to be asking every time you want to travel. Checking law, malo. Should I go? Don't go. No, that's not what I'm talking about. You need intercessors. You need intercessors. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I want you to pray tonight. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Open my eyes to see the people that should be in my life. In the next 30 seconds, just pray that. In case I forget to lead us in that prayer. Father, open my eyes to see the people that should be in my life that are not yet in my life. Hey, open my eyes to see them. Come on, come on, come on, pray that prayer. Open my eyes to see the people that should be in my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Number two, you need teachers. You need teachers. You need teachers. Or teachers are also referred to as instructors. Isaiah 30 verse 20 to 21. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 20 to 21. Let me take 10 minutes out of my prayer time that I told you guys to remove a couple of days ago because there are some things I want to touch. So just add 10 more minutes to my time, please. So the prayer time will reduce it. You've been praying now. So we pray the prayers faster. But this one you need to get it. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 30 verse 20 to 21. Can we read together one to go? And though the Lord give you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet shall not thy teachers be removed into a corner anymore. But thy eyes shall what? See thy teachers. And thy ears shall do what? Hear what behind the saying. This is the way. Walk in it when you turn to the right and when you turn to the left. What does that mean? If there is greater adversity in your life, it's because you don't have teachers. He says, the reason why you are eating bread of adversity is because your teachers have been withdrawn to a corner. So he now he's saying that your teachers will no longer, that's verse 20, your teachers will no longer be withdrawn into a corner. 
What a teacher comes to do in your life is to fill your knowledge gaps. Your knowledge gaps. And the reason why I said teachers and instructors are the same is because most teachers will not instruct you. It is wisdom that will make you receive their own teaching as your instruction. Let me tell you this. Most of the things my pastor instructs me to do is not that he says, Aki, you must do this. No. He just says it. I says, I think, <laughs> and I've told him over the years, I says, sir, when you think, I don't need to think. Just think. It's my own instruction. Because you can't fight. You can't be fighting with certain things. You're on level one. Someone is on level 50. You are still reasoning what they are telling you. Instructors and teachers. A man who lacks teachers will still be eating, but he will be eating bread of adversity. He will be experiencing mediocrity. He will be experiencing a measure of life, but not the life God has ordained. Number three, you need connectors. 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 Connectors are the people that recommend you to your helpers of destiny. Ruth was recommended to Boaz. I hope you know that. Even though she saw Boaz, it was Naomi that eventually told her, this is how it will happen. This is how you will position yourself. I know his family. He's a king's man. This is what we'll do. This is how you will marry Boaz. And the Bible says that Boaz, when he went to find out, he himself told Ruth, that I've got to act around about you and everyone spoke well of you. What if some people have spoken heel over? I said, that Ruth, she has a nasty attitude. I said, if she abused her mother-in-law like this, that's the end. Some things have not happened in your life because there are no connectors in your life. We're going to pray all these seven things. These seven relationships. Somebody needs to connect you. Let me tell you this. Let me talk about other people say ignorantly, I don't need any man. All I need is God. No wonder you are struggling. No wonder you are struggling. Of the truth. No wonder you are struggling. I don't need any man. All I need is God. Really. Even God needed man. As long as you're on this earth, some things cannot be broken. It's like the law of seed time and harvest. David was recommended to Saul. He didn't just say, I'm a harpist, I know how to play the harp, and he walked into the palace anyhow. Somebody had to mention him to Saul that I know a guy, he's the son of Jesse, he's skillful in the harp, he's good looking, a mighty man of war when he had fought no war. I said, oh really, bring him, bring him, bring him into the palace. He was recommended. May the right people recommend you. In the name of Jesus. Number three is rewarders. Number four. Sorry, number four is rewarders. 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 First Samuel chapter 10 verse 3 to 4. Remember the scripture I mentioned earlier after the anointing came on, on Saul. The Bible says that you shall go forward from thence and thou shalt come to the plain of Tabor and there shall meet thee three men going to God to Bethel. One carrying three kids, and another three loaves of bread, and another carrying a bottle of wine, and they will salute you and do what? Oh, we're not reading with me. And do what? He says they will give you two loaves of bread. And what will you do? He will say, Ephilesa. Leave it, sir. No, no, I'm a humble person. He says, and you will receive it. Of their hands. Who are those people? They are rewarders. They are rewarders. 
every of your labors has to be rewarded by a human being. The reward of God will come through the reward of men. Are <laughs> you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody still has to give to you what God wants to give to you. It's not going to fall from the sky. You're not going to be in your house one day like you've seen in African magic. And you say, oh, whoa, I'm only withdrawing. Hey, you'll not be picking it, picking it, picking it. Money! No, it doesn't work like that. How the money will come, God will give you an idea. You will do business with a human being or solve a problem for a human being, but the money will come through a human being. Reward us. But let me tell you something about rewarders. This is where you must listen carefully. When you are before a rewarder, you don't talk about your struggle and problems. Rewarders are, they find that repulsive. There are some people, let me tell you this. <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you for this wisdom. Yes. There are some people that God gave me the privilege of meeting. When I was still very broke, busted, and disgusted. He said, okay, are you okay? Yes, sir. Because there are some people, the moment you open your mouth to and say, sir, I don't have transport money, that's the end of that relationship. Because they don't want struggle and poverty around them. They will give you transport money for that day, but that's the last you will be able to reach them. So you must recognize relationships. You can do that with another relationship, but not with a rewarder. What the rewarder wants to hear is solutions. What the rewarder wants to hear is possibilities. Not problems. When you are with a rewarder, you talk solutions. You talk possibilities, not problems. No, sir. Ah, thank you, sir, that you asked. In fact, I've known it in the last 10 days. You look at you like, is it possible for someone not to have eaten in the last 10 days? Oh, I don't want this kind of person around me. That's the dialogue that will be going on inside. See, there are some things you only share with friends. Ah, and the people that God has given you as family. When you are before a rewarder, you don't talk about it. Imagine when Joseph appeared before Pharaoh and he was talking about his problem. In fact, you know why he shaved his beard and the Bible says he changed his garments. He didn't want to look like what he was coming from. Many of us will look too much like your trouble before your rewarder. That's why they are distancing themselves from you. So when Joseph appeared before Pharaoh, even not because they told Pharaoh that he was in prison. I'm sure Pharaoh must say, are you sure this guy is from the prison? He doesn't look like a prisoner. Because a rewarder wants to solve their problem. They want you to solve their problem, not solving your own problem. It is in solving their own problem, they reward you. And let me tell you this, there is always someone watching you who is capable of rewarding you. That's why in life, you don't present yourself as a problem. As someone like the weight of the whole world is on your shoulder. Like, ah, if somebody does not help you now, you are dead, you are finished. Like your life is... No, you don't do like that. People think that when they look like they need help, that's when help has come. It's a lie. Haven't you noticed? Huh? Let me ask you a question. How many of us here... Hmm? You're, you're going home, maybe you're driving and you want to take public transport, and somebody walks up to you and say, Excuse me, sir, I want to see you. So, actually, you know, actually, when well, they say all those stories, how many of us think, um, ah, Where's my checkbook? Now, write a check of 100,000. What's the most amount you give people? Eh? What's the most? 200? 50 naira, 100 naira. When you look like your struggle, your reward, you don't even get reward. You get sympathy. 
some people like, ah, if I, ah, they need to know. Some people even, what they are not even going through, when they see someone that is successful, they want to look very well like they are in trouble so that they can help them. It's a lie. That's why when beggars, when you see beggars, do you give them check? Or say, ah, I think I have 150 pounds there. Take, go and change it with the malam. I hope that will sort you. Nobody does that. Unconsciously, have you know, why haven't you done that? Because human beings, you are not supposed to be drawn towards problems. We are drawn towards solutions. Boaz was Ruth's rewarder. When Ruth got back to Bethlehem, she didn't say, I'm a widow. Everybody help me, help me, help me. Help me. I don't know where then they carry me go. Help me. I'm a Moabite, so they brought me from Moab. I don't know this Bethlehem. Help me, help me, help me. Is that what she did? No, she got to work. She got to work. And Boaz was like, who is this woman? She didn't look like what she was going through. Number five, you need stretchers. You need stretchers. You need stretchers. You need people in your life. And let me tell you this, most times people don't want this. But you need it for your next level. People that will stretch you. People that will stretch you. But you know the problem with many people? When God brings stretchers into their life, they hate them. They even run away from them. So this person's own is too much. You know, a stretcher is not impressed by your achievements. A stretcher most times will notice your shortcomings more. So you realize they're always correcting you. And you did not do this one. You did not do that one. You know, they don't like me. Because their job in your life is not to like you. It's to stretch you. You are no ice cream. Why should everybody like you? Without a Goliath that stretched David, David would never have become king. Goliath was a stretcher. So sometimes the people that will stretch you are not the people that you like. They are not even people that you will go after. But God will position them in your life to stretch you, to bring you out of your comfort zone. Number six are supporters. Supporters are what I call encouragers. Supporters and encouragers. Luke 22 and verse 28. Even Jesus had these people in his life. Luke 22 and verse 28. You see, when the crowd is gone and when the ovation has reduced, the people that are left are the encouragers. Luke 22 and verse 28. This is what Jesus said. He said, you are they which have continued with me in my temptation. Why did he say you are those who continued with me? Because it's not everybody that continued. Something happened to us on our wedding day. And that was the day something shifted in me. First lady will remember this. After the reception and everything. <laughs> I think like 30 minutes, one hour, we just realized everybody had left. I'm telling you. It was just the two of us and one friend, one lady. It just dawned on us. Let me tell you, our wedding had overflow. For you to know how people came. It just dawned on us. That you don't pay too much attention to the crowd. If you are living your life for the crowd, you will be miserable. You just don't do us. We're the last to leave the venue. You know, many people, you will leave the venue, people will be behind doing things. So we realize that we are left. Ah! So this is life. This is reality. This is reality. Not that we are abandoned. Don't get me wrong. But we just realize that, oh, this is life, oh. All this, I want to marry, I want to marry. I want to, you have married now. It's the two of you. Everybody has gone. 
Nobody has gone. There's nobody to call. Uh, what's going to happen tonight? What happens tomorrow? What's happening the day after tomorrow? Is you figure it out. But let me tell you this. God is so faithful that either near or far, he will always position encouragers around you. You may not have recognized them, but there will always be people. And every encourager will not encourage you by money. It may be by words. You see, the average African, that's the reason why we lack encouragers. We think everybody that must support us, must support us with money. So you want to do something. Someone has not given you money. Like, All these people, I can't go. Because you think every help must come financially. When Jesus was on the cross, the only person that was left was not even Peter. That was supposed to be the pastor of the first church. It was John. John. And you know what Jesus did? He handed over his mother to John. He says, mother, behold your son. Son, behold. At that point, he made an exchange. This is now your mother. Jesus preached a message, a very powerful message, John chapter 6. And people left. So if people leave you, don't be surprised. They left Jesus. And it didn't cost them. John chapter 6 goes to verse 66. John chapter 6 and verse 66. You get there fast enough. The Bible says from that time, few of his disciples, many, he says many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Go to verse 67. Let's read to verse 68. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will you also go away? Because let me tell you this, every leader and everyone wants to achieve something will find themselves at that point. If you have not gotten there, know that now. A time will come in your life where you will feel, ah, it seems as if everybody will leave me. Jesus got to that point. But Peter responded, Lord, to whom shall we go? Only you have the words of life. That's an encourager. Did Peter give Jesus check? But at that point, his presence was an encouragement. Ah, everybody has left. Okay, you guys didn't leave. Oh, fantastic. Let's continue the walk. Sometimes an encourager, all you need is their presence. Their presence alone is an encouragement. May God give you encouragers. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 to verse 11. Same thing happened to Paul. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, verse 10 to 11, verse 10 to 11. Second Timothy chapter 4, chapter 4, verse 10 to 11. For Demas has what? Forsaking me. Having loved this present world. <laughs> and has departed for Thessalonica. Paul took him to Thessalonica and he chapped. Like someone very close to my wife. A musician in this country. Not to like Took his band to the US. The people he went with. Was, they didn't come back. <laughs> you don't understand. They invited you to come and sing in the U.S. They got there. You process visa, everything for them. And the day to go back to Nigeria. They disappeared. Such, eh? They didn't even go for the administration. So it was before the administration. If I mention the person's name, all of you know the person. And he was telling for Celia, I was like, eh? So I said, ah, you need to be careful of who you take to some places. So they will not be like Demas. Demas has forsaken me. Have loved New York? He's departed. <laughs> he said, Christians for Galatia. So you see that it was only Demas that had escaped. He said, and Christians to Galatia. Titus unto Dalmatia. He said, only Luke is with me. 
get Mark and bring him with you for he's useful for me for ministry because every other person that were useful they have disappeared encouragers will not desert you and last but not the least that you need are lifters 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 are mentors they are prophets there are people God will send to you. We learned about that beautifully yesterday. You need lifters. Why? Because God will lift men through men. Everyone that has been lifted, if you listen to their story, somebody came into their life at a point in time. You see that the person gave them an information? The person opened the door for them? Somebody did something for them. And that's one of the things that's going to be happening this weekend. The people that God has used to lift me. We are privileged to be using the two of them together this weekend. That's why I said, don't take this weekend like Romans 1 and verse 11. Romans 1 and verse 11. There are many things that I can't go into tonight that I can tell you happen as a result of something that my spiritual father said, my spiritual mom said at different points in time. I don't forget those things because they are encounters. Romans 1 11. He says, for I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end that you may be established. You know what establishment is? It simply means this thing has happened in your life. It cannot stop happening. That's establishment. You set alarm for me? <laughs> Praise God. Well, me already know what I'm sharing. So they say I should not share it again. So let's rise up. Media say I should not share it again. <laughs> See, some things only happens. What lifters do are, is they impart you. They impart you for your lifting. Some things never happens without impartation. And you know how impartation happens principally? is through words. Through words. John 6 and verse 63. He said, the spirit entered into me when he spoke unto me. So it simply means what worked. He says, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, this is Jesus speaking. He says, they are spirits and they are life. The words of a man are the carriers of the man's spirit. So when I stand here and I declare certain things, you know what I'm doing? I'm imparting. It's not until I lay your hands on you. Imagine if I've been laying hands on everybody from day one. Every day. I'm not even doing that. You have no idea. How, if not because of commitment and calling. You have no idea how my body is feeling. I don't first say I said, Monday. What's that? I know go grill. <laughs> I know go phone shut down, laptop shut down but let me tell you this, I'm glad I'm able to do this, because I know after this your life cannot remain the same I know your life can't remain the same it's impossible, I know your life can't remain the same, I just know it it is impossible it is impossible, because I know the things I'm even doing in secret that you don't know so I'm not just coming here to preach every night no, it's beyond that it's beyond that lift us Lifters. May God bring into your life lifters. In the name of Jesus. And one of the things I pray for you that we have. Let's rise up on our feet. Let's start praying. Is that this breakthrough festival will bring you into a place of establishment. You know what establishment means? Establishment means that you get to a point where something happens and it doesn't stop happening. Let me tell you. Let me give you a practical example. When you become financially established, you know how that works? If you empty all your bank account today, in the next 24 hours, or before the end of that week, it will be replenished. Yes. That's financial establishment. Mm -hmm. That no matter what happens, you can never go back to certain realms. 
Let me tell you this. This is a public space, so there are certain things I can't say. But there are areas of my life where I know there is establishment. You know one of such areas uh, is I can never lack men. Never. I know when I entered into it. I remember the day my pastor said to me, he said, men and means. Men and means. You will never lack the two. Men and means. That's why I've never fought with anybody that leaves the gateway. Never. Not from day one. Not from day As a pastor, you will feel hot sometimes or feel pained. Especially when you feel you've invested so much in someone and the person misbehaved. But most times when people, especially people that know how to do things right, I even pray with them because I know that when they go, they are a seed. The harvest is coming. Yes. And there is nobody that has left this church that their seat is empty. Yes. Have you thought about it? Your seat cannot be empty. Why? Because I've been established in it. It's establishment for helpers. Establishment for men. I can never be stranded. I know how I entered into it. Us prayer tonight is this media does not have it. All these seven things, pray it into your life. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, in, the name in this of year Jesus, 2024, in this year bring it to my life, bring it to my, my intercessors, life. my teachers, my, teachers, my, teachers, my, promoters, my promoters, my rewarders, my, rewarders, my, stretchers, my stretchers, my supporters, my support, and my lifters. And my Father, lifters. in the name of Jesus, open this year 2024, bring it to my life, my intercessors, bring it to my life, my teachers, bring it to my life, promoters, bring it to my life, rewarders, bring it to my life stretchers. Bring it to my life my supporters. Bring it to my life my lifters. If you have brought them into my life, open my eyes to recognize them. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father in the name of Jesus, bring it to my life. In this year 2024, oh my intercessors, bring it to my life my supporters, my stretchers, my lifters, my encouragers, my promoters. Bring them into my life. Lord, bring them into my life. Increase them. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you have brought them into my life and I have not recognized them. Open my eyes to see them. In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to recognize my encouragers. Open my eyes to see my lifters. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see my intercessors. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see my encouragers. In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes. 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 Open my eyes to see my intercessors. Open my eyes to see Because I know you will not put them beyond me. I know you will position them around me. Open my eyes to see my lifters. Open my eyes to recognize my supporters. Open my eyes to recognize my stretchers. Open my eyes to recognize my rewarders. Open my eyes to recognize my promoters. Open my eyes to recognize my teachers. Open my eyes to recognize my intercessors. In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen. Proverbs 20 and verse 12. That prayer, please pray it all through this year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Until you start seeing those people manifest in your life, keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. I'm sorry to say this, but there was a time in my life that I didn't have one quality relationship. Not quality. That was when I did that exercise. I looked at those and I said, ah, I emulate that and I continue by all. For those of us that don't understand you, what that means simply means I can't do well in life if these are the people in my life. I was that honest with myself. I was that honest. Things changed 
when men changed when the men in my life changed things started to change some things will not change in your own life too if some men don't change so don't be sentimental especially when God begins to remove some relationships it will be awful but let me tell you this destiny is not emotional that's one of the things my pastor said to me years ago he said destiny is not emotional if you are emotional you can't fulfill destiny Proverbs 20 and verse 12 he says the hearing here and the seeing eye the Lord has made them both why didn't he just say the ear and the eyes because every ear is not hearing and everybody's eye is not seeing Yes. I'm going to lift up your voice saying, Father, in the name of Father, Jesus. Father, in the name of Open Jesus. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. To see the things. To see the things. I need to see this year. I need to see about my year. life and destiny. About my life Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in Open the name of Jesus. my eyes. Open my eyes. To see the things that I need to see this year. About my life and destiny. Lift up your voice and turn that into prayer. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Open my eyes to see the things I need to see this year. In this year, 2024. The things I need to see about my life and my destiny. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see everything I need to see. Open my eyes to see the things that I need to see. In the name of Jesus. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes to see the things I need to see. I will not sleep walk through life. I will not walk through life like the blind. I will see the things I need to see. Open my eyes to see the steps I need to take. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Isaiah 65 and verse 24. Isaiah 65 and verse 24. The Bible says, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will what? Hear. They're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Give Jesus. Give me speed this year. Give me speed this Let's year. Let's my life. Let's my life. Walk. Work. Family, family and finances, and finances. make remarkable progress remarkable within progress. a short period of within time period that of men time. will consider impossible. That men will consider say, Father, in the name of Jesus, name of give Jesus. me speed this year. Give me speed. Let my life, let my life work, work family, family and, finances. and finances make remarkable progress remarkable within progress. a short period of time period that men will consider impossible. Consider Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, give me speed this year. Let my life, let my work, let my family and my finances make remarkable progress within a short period of time that men will consider impossible in the name of Jesus. Give me speed this year. Speed in finances. Speed in marriage. Speed in my work. Speed in ministry. Speed in destiny. Speed in business. Cause every area of my life to make remarkable progress in this year 2024 within a short period of time that men will Consider impossible in the name of Jesus. Give me speed this year, O God. Give me speed this year. Give me speed this year. Give me speed this year. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we are praying. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 13. Matthew chapter 15 and verse 13. The Bible says, Jesus replied, 
every plant that my heavenly father didn't plant is destined to be uprooted. Lift up your voice say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of let Jesus. Let everything, let everything the enemy has planted, the enemy has planted in, my life, in my life, in my family, in my, family, in my, health, in my health, and my destiny, and my destiny that he did not authorize not to be uprooted right now. Be uprooted Whatever. Right now. Whatever. Sorry, whether it was planted in the daytime or in my dreams at the night, let it be uprooted right now. Right now, lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus, let everything the enemy has planted in my life, planted in my business, planted in my family, planted in my health, planted in my ministry. Oh, let that you did not authorize. In the name let it be uprooted right now. Did not in the name of Jesus. Whether it was let planted it in the daytime. Or in my dreams at the night time. Let it be uprooted right now. Whatever the enemy has planted. That you did not authorize. Let it be uprooted now. For your word says. Whatever my father has not planted. Shall be uprooted. I decree and I declare. Everything you have not planted. Oh, let it be uprooted. Let it be uprooted. Every planting of the enemy. Let it be uprooted. Let it be uprooted right now. Every plant of the Let it be uprooted right now. Let it be uprooted right now. In my life. Let it be uprooted right now. In my business. In the name of Jesus. Whatever God has not planted in my life, whatever God is not arise in my life, whatever it was planted in the daytime, in the nighttime, let it be uprooted right now. In the name of Jesus, everything and anyone that the enemy has planted in my life. Let it be uprooted. In my Let it be uprooted. Let it be uprooted. Let it be uprooted. In my funeral. Right now. Let it be uprooted. In the name of Jesus. Let it be uprooted. Let it be uprooted. In my health. Let it be uprooted. In the name of Jesus. Let it be uprooted. In my business. Let it be uprooted. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Esther chapter 2 and verse 17. Esther chapter 2 and verse 17. And the king loved Esther above all the women. And she obtained grace and favor in his sight. You see, God was going to leave Esther, lift Esther to become king and queen. How did he do it? By making somebody to like another human being. Because even God respects order and structure. God will not just put Esther and one day she will wake up and say, ah, I'm on a throne. How did I get here? No. Somebody has to authorize her. Through favor. The Bible says. Because he had favor in the sight of the king above all the virgins, the king set the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. You will lift up your voice in Father in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Place your mark of favor. Place your mark of favor upon my life. Upon my life. Upon my family. Upon my family. Upon my work. Upon my work. Upon my spouse. Upon my upon my children. Upon my destiny. Let everything. Let everything. Let everyone that is instrumental to my lifting and rising this year begin to favor me. Let them begin to prefer me. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Father, in the name of Jesus. Bless your mark of favor upon my life. My upon my family, upon, my family. Upon, everything that concerns me. upon everything, bless your mark of favor. Bless your mark of favor. Upon the gateway church, upon everyone genuinely connected to this house. Bless your mark of favor. Bless your mark upon my destiny. In the name of Jesus. Oh, everyone, 
this tonight to my lifting and my rising this year. Let them begin to favor me. Let them begin to prefer me. Bless your mark of favor upon me. Let them begin to bless your mark of favor upon me. Bless your mark of favor upon me. In the name of Jesus. Let it be upon me. In Jesus' name we are praying. Amen. We're going to pray that prayer in another way. You're going to say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Favor with my destiny help us. Give me favor with my destiny help us. See, if God has said some people should help you, if they don't like you, they can't help you. Have you noticed that people only help people they like? Yes. And there are people that people just like. And there are people that even you, you just don't like. You don't know why, but you just don't like. Something happened to one of my pastor's protocols many years ago. I'll never forget it for as long as I because it doesn't make sense. See, favor does not make sense. Doesn't make sense. How you will know the favor of God is upon you is that people just begin to like you, especially people, you know, quality people. This guy didn't have a job then. Right? So, every time we want to take Reverend somewhere, when he comes late, Reverend will still correct him. He will not say you don't have a job. Why? Because the people that sympathize with you in your hardship, when God lives you, they will envy you. So, eventually, this guy got a job, right, with UN. And one day, he went to you know, his boss wanted to go see an ambassador. And he said, let's go together. He said, favor. Why didn't he call any other person in the office? And so when they got before the ambassador, they were having a conversation. I can say this like because the person is still alive. It's a real life story. It's not more like And we're talking. The ambassador will look at this guy. Look at his boss again. They will continue talking. And all of a sudden, he just stopped the conversation. When they should be talking about things that matter. He said, I like you. He said, I don't know why. I just like you. And he kept talking. And the boss that should have redirected the ambassador back to the conversation said, Sir, you are a national fan. He's also a national fan. And the ambassador said, No wonder I like you. They kept talking. He kept looking at the man. He said, I like you. The boss that should have redirected the conversation again said, He likes fish. He said, I also like fish. No wonder I like you. And he asked him, He said, What level are you? I've forgotten the classification of that thing. There's P1, P2, P3, P4, P5, or something. So he said, where are you? He was in the other structure. He, he was still in he. He said, I mean, he won. He said, where do you want to be? I think the guy said P5. Several steps ahead. He said, consider it done. And he looked at his boss and said, make sure it is done. What is that favor? So that you understand the prayer you are about to pray. Let me tell you this. There are people that I know that like me and I can't explain why. I just know these people like me. If you have a mentor, they don't like you. They can't help you. People only lift people up when they like them. And let me tell you this. For somebody, another human being to like somebody, they are not the one that gave birth to. It's not normal. It's not normal. So you are going to pray. You will say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. Pray it the way you want it to manifest in your life. If you are not bothered about favor, you can just be gentle about it. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of give Jesus. Give me favor. Give me favor. With my destiny, help with us. My destiny Lift help up us. your voices and turn that into Father, prayers. In Father, in the name of give Jesus. Me favor. Give me favor with, with my, my destiny, help us. In Lord, the name of Jesus. With my Everyone that was supposed to be a lifter in my life. With my destiny give me favor before in the name of Jesus. Give me favor with my destiny of In the name of Jesus. Every business person. Begin to ask God to give you favor before your clients. Ask God to give you favor before your potential clients. Before your prospects. In the name of Jesus. If people don't like what you are offering. 
you will be using your products yourself if your boss does not like it it will be difficult to be promoted let your favor speak for me Give me favor with my destiny helpers. Oh, Mashatala by your devotion. Favor with my destiny helpers. Favor with my destiny helpers. In the name of Jesus. Give me favor with my destiny helpers. In the name of Jesus. Give me favor with my clients. With the people that have favor with my destiny helpers. Give me favor with my destiny helpers. Give me favor with my destiny helpers. Favor with my rewarders. Favor with my encouragers. Lord, give me favor. Favor with my lifters. Favor with my lifters. Favor with my intercessors. Favor, oh God, in the name of Jesus. With my intercessors. Favor with destiny of Lord, give me favor. In the name of Jesus. With my destiny of Bless your mark of favor Lord, upon my life. Let your favor. In the name of Jesus. Keep the fragrance. Let your favor. When I show up, people like me. Let let when I show up, people prefer me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let your favor rest upon me. Let it rest upon the works of my hands. Amen. This is the first time I'm going to be saying this publicly, but I'm not going to take the prayer again, but I want you to understand this prayer. First lady will remember this. Sometimes, I think it was 2019. I think it was 2019, yes. I just got this call, you know, from a father in ministry. You know, I said they wanted him to come and minister in the church. <laughs> I was just on a Sunday morning, I don't leave my church. So, it's, I don't, it's not that I don't live now because the gateway has grown to an extent. It has always been a culture. Because I take my work seriously. No, but I just felt the stirring of the spirit to go. I remember that day, I asked, you know, what time, you know, I'll be speaking. So I think then, at the old first I think we're still doing two services thereabouts. I don't know if you guys can remember. The Life Master Class, you know, the first service that was just business and career. So after that, I left. And I remember that day. You know, there's something I learned from my pastor through observation. Anytime we'll go minister somewhere, I'll see Reverend bring out a gift and give it to his hosts. And so I remember before I went, I got something, you know, where I would normally buy, you know, my own stuff. I got something from, you know, that man. I think it was even the first time I was going to meet him. So I went with the gift. So when they took me to his office before going into the church, I just gave him the gift and said, thank you, sir. You know, it's an honor to be here. So after the service, he took me back into his office and said, wow, you know, that, you know, the church was blessed, you know, that they can't wait to have me back and all those things, you know. And they gave me a gift, gave me um, an honorarium. You know, I, normally I don't open things like that until, you know, I do what is right. And So I remember after that, I was going to leave and he said, come back. He said, who raised you? Somebody taught you well. And he called someone, you know, this person is, you know, he said he's one of his sons, very successful man. And he told him, he said, I want you to bless this young man. I want to bless him. He said, bless him with dollars. This man is not my mentor. I don't know him. He said, bless him. Give me hundred dollars. He said, I had to eat. Two hundred dollars. He said, I had to eat. At the point, I was afraid. <laughs> I won't tell you the amount. I was just like, God, this thing works. This thing works. It's called favor. That 
you'll be wondering why, why? You can't explain it, but they just like you. They just like you. I don't think I said anything that day that's just because I, I was even feeling guilty that ah, I left church today. So I had to eat. I had to eat. So as we had dinner, I remember what Soto Samuel said, you shall receive it. So I said, Thank you, sir. <laughs> favor. Don't joke with favor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Especially with people above you. Don't joke with favor. Don't joke with favor. We're going to pray another prayer that will pray the last two prayers. Have you been blessed so far? Yes, sir. Isaiah 43 and verse 19. Isaiah 43 and verse 19. The Bible says, Behold, I will do a new thing. 43 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. It says, Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The prayer is they say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of in Jesus. This in this new do year, do something new in my life. Do something new Let, this life. Year Let this year not be a new year by tradition, year by tradition. but by reality and experience. Reality and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, in this new year, do something new in my life. In my life. Let this year Let not this be a new year by tradition, but by reality and experience. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Just be another flipping in the calendar that this new year will be a new experience, it will be a new reality. It will be our new things will spring up in my life, new testimonies in the name of Jesus, new things, new things, new things. Let this new year, Lord, let, it let it be a new year in reality. Let it be a new year in experience. Let it be a new year in our experience. In the name let it not just be a new year in reality. In the let new things spring forth in my let life. Bring up new things let new things spring forth in, in my family. Jesus. Let new, new experiences bring up forth in my, family, in my finances. In our ministry. New visibility. Church, new opportunities. New relationships. In the new testimonies. New, new signs. New wonders. New breakthroughs. New in the name of Jesus. In the name of new Jesus. testimonies. New clients. New, ca- new connections. New offers. In the name of Jesus. New leaders. In the new encouragers, new rewarders, new rewarders. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Can we take one more prayer before we pray the last two prayer? Genesis six twenty and Genesis seven fifteen. Genesis six twenty. We pray that prayer the first two days, and I think we should pray it again. The Bible says, Of fowls after their kind, and of cattle after their kind, of every creeping thing of the earth after their kind, two of every sort. This is God speaking to Noah. He said, They shall do what? They shall come to you to keep them alive. Let me tell you this anything can come to you. You don't have to be wrong. You'll see. I know the difference. You can be running after things and you can get to a realm where things are coming to you when you are in your place. Genesis 7 and verse 15, look at what happened. The Bible says, and they went in unto Noah. Because God said they will come to you. Now the Bible says they went in unto Noah into the ark. 
As God said it, he said, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. You will pray, saying, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of on Jesus. On the authority of your word. The authority of your word. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. That everything and everyone. Everything and everyone. That I need this year. That I need this year. coming to me from everywhere. coming to me from everywhere. Father, in the name of Jesus. On the authority of your word. authority of your word. I decree and declare. I decree and declare. That everything and everyone. Everything and everyone. That I need in this year, 2024. Is coming to me from everywhere. Lift up your voices and turn that into prayers. Everything and everyone that I need, they are coming to me from everywhere. The relationships I need, the information I need, the resources I need, they are coming to me from everywhere. Everything that I need, everyone that I need, is coming to me from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, everything that I need, everyone that I need, is coming to me from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, Everything that I need is coming to me from everywhere. Everything I need is coming to me from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everything that I need is coming to me from everywhere. Everything I need is coming to me from everywhere. In the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the things I'm going to do, you know, on Sunday, you know, after, you know, the Breakthrough Festival is all the prayers from day one to day 12. I'm going to post everything on my timeline because I know some of us were not able to capture everything. It will be smart of you to take these prayers again. Don't let it end at Breakthrough Festival. Is that okay? It's wisdom to do that. Deuteronomy 8 and verse 13. Speak to those ends once again. The Bible says that when your hearts and your flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. We're going to speak once again. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of all Jesus. Through this year, all through this from year. From January to December. January to December. silver and gold. Silver and to gold. multiply my hands. To multiply on my a hands. monthly basis. On a monthly as basis. I spend. As I spend. As I save. As I save. As I invest. As I, invest, as I sacrifice. As I, sacrifice, as I keep this year. As I no financial. No financial. Or material resource. Or material will reduce. For finishing my hands. Finishing Lift my up hands. your voices and turn that into prayers. From January to December. January to December. And gold multiplies in my hands. Nothing finishes in my hands. In the name of Jesus. As I spend, as I give, as I save, as I invest, as I sacrifice, nothing reduces in my hands. Everything is replaced. I spend out of surplus. Nothing diminishes in my hands. Oh, nothing reduces in my life. In the name of Jesus. These hands are blessed. These hands are full this year. Full to the overflowing. No lack this Oh, mashallah. In the name of Jesus. Resources are These hands will not no lack. In the name of Jesus. This hand is a point of contact for your business, for your career, for your bank account. In the name of Jesus. It is a point of contact. Oh, My accounts will not empty this year. In the name of Jesus. As I take it out, God is replacing it. In the name of Jesus. 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 name we are praying. Amen. And the last one we know the drill. Ezekiel 37 and verse 9. Everybody face the direction I'm facing. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon this lane, 
that they may live. You're going to lift up your voice and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. By the wind of your spirit. By the wind of your bring spirit. Bring to me. Bring to from me. Every corner, from every corner. Of this earth. Of this earth. Everything. Everything. That I need. That I for need. My destiny, for my destiny. And advancement this year. Advancement say, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name by the wind of your spirit. By the wind of your spirit. Bring to me. Bring to from me. every corner of this earth. From every corner of this everything earth. Everything I need. Everything for I my need. destiny. For my destiny. And my advancement this year. Advancement Come on, begin to speak to the north. Speak to another part of the city. Oh, wherever you are connected online, speak to the northern part of that your city, of your location. And everything I need in the northern part of this city, oh, it is coming to me. Everything that I need in the northern part of this nation, it is coming to me. Mention that nation, the northern part of that nation. And everything you need is flowing to you from the northern part of Nigeria. Everything that I need comes to me from the northern part of Africa. Everything that I need comes to me in the name of Jesus. From the northern part to me. Oh, the world. Everything that I need comes to me in the name of Jesus. Turn to the west now and begin to decree and declare everything that I need from the western part of this community, of this city, of this continent, of this nation, of the world. Every nation that falls under the west begin to release unto me everything and everyone I need. In the name of Jesus, everything that I need is coming to me. Everything that I need. In the name of Jesus. The the jobs, the opportunities, the information, the relationships, the visibility, the recognition, the honor, the sons, the daughters, the certification, the the partners, the helpers, the supporters, the rewarders, the intercessors, the leaders. Oh, let them come from the, the west. In the name of Jesus. Turn to the south right now. I'm beginning to prophesy. Prophesy and prophesy. From the south, everything that I need comes to me. In the name of Jesus. It comes without delay. It comes without interest. Everything I need from the southern parts of this community, of this city, of this continent, of the world. It comes to me. In the name of Jesus. Without delay. Without interest. Without limitation. Everything that I need comes to me in the name of Jesus. Turn to the east right now. Professor, decree and declare everything that I need from the east comes to me. In the name of Jesus. Everything that I need comes to me. In the name of Jesus. From the Middle East. From Arab nations. Everything that I need comes. It comes without limitation. It comes without interest. In the name of Jesus. It comes without delay. Oh, begin to give God thanks. Begin to give Him the praise. Thank Him right now. Bless His name. And bring out your expectation cards. Oh, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Begin to speak to those expectation cards. Speak to those expectations in your hands. That they are all becoming testimonies. 
this expectation will not stay as expectations. They will become my reality. Come on, speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to it. Speak to those expectations. Speak to those expectations. Because you are coming back with your testimony. This will not stay as expectations. These expectations will not cross over to 2025. Expectations. They will not cross over. In this year, 2024, every of these expectations becomes my reality. It becomes my testimony. I will testify in the name of Jesus. It becomes my reality. I live in the reality of this. In the name of Jesus. The first expectation. The second expectation. The third expectation. And the fourth expectation. All becomes my reality. In the name of Jesus. The things I need. The resources I need. Everything I need. For this to become a reality. Is supplied right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name Your hands will handle it. You will walk into it. Your hands will carry it. In the name of Jesus, you will see it. You will touch it. In the name of Jesus. Oh, we thank you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.